0: Hello, frequent flyers, and welcome to Points of View, the Point Hacks podcast. I'm your host, David Walsh, and I talk to some of Australia's top points collectors. We dive into their backgrounds, stories, redemptions, and of course, their best hacks. We've got Keith Mason, founder of Point Hacks, back on the podcast, and today, we're talking about beginners. This is great content if you're a beginner yourself, or if you have friends that always ask you about points, and you want to know the best things to tell them. In the second half of the podcast, we'll also be taking a dive into Keith's methods for redeeming a flight. Definitely worth a listen. Let's jump in. Keith, back on the podcast again. Thanks for having me. Thanks, thanks for being on. Um, you know, we, we, we've done a few now, but uh, today I wanted to cover off some beginner's... You know, if I'm new to points, like, how do I start? Sure. So some beginners hints, tips, advice, you know, over the course of uh, Point Hacks history, you've had plenty of people come to the site. So We have. Yeah. My, know, many I'm, of them beginners too. So, everyone's in that, in, in that kind of basket at the beginning. Everyone starts somewhere. And I guess it's sort of good to know, okay, well, if I'm a beginner or if I'm talking to someone who is a beginner, um, you know, where do I point them? What are some things that they should consider? Um, so let's let's jump in, and I'll, I might ask you a few questions around, um, like what would you tell a beginner, and then also dive into like h- how to redeem points. and This could be useful information for seasoned uh, point hackers, or it could be uh, great information for beginners as well. Cool, okay, we'll jump in. Well, obviously, over the over the years, you've um, you've gathered copious amounts of information. I've heard many people call you the the godfather of points not myself not yourself i think it's a it's a title that was on bestowed on you um but but not necessarily one that you asked for
1: yes Um, yeah but say say uh
0: say say we say someone listening to this or um someone asks you okay i hear that there's something to this whole points Mm. thing um what what would you recommend to someone that's
1: just absolutely starting out in the points game so where do you start? Yeah, that was one of the things that I really like. Kind of, it was a, obviously a really common question that yeah. would get thrown at us from uh, from the time, you know, especially around this time where we started publishing a lot more, where I was working on the site uh, really full time, and I decided that I had to try and answer this question. Because the, the problem is is that the, the answer is, is very dependent on who you're talking to. Absolutely. And, so, and this is part of the challenge of this whole world of points is it's very complex. And that's what, obviously what Point X is about is trying to simplify this. But that is not to the point where you can simplify it so much where you still have to answer that with, it depends. Mm. It depends on your particular circumstances in, this, in a particular time. So... We we built this, um, or I I tried to map out all of this information that you might need as a beginner. Yeah. Um, into essentially what became the Point X kind of beginners email course. Um, it's a it was around ten emails or so, none of which are particularly small. Um, but they try like we tried to be really really precise about the kind of info that went into that. Yeah. I remember literally spending two days with post-it notes uh, against some of the walls. No, uh, nothing of my house. like a wall uh, full uh, of post-it, post-it notes. notes. And exactly. God and forbid tried one one sh- falls down. Down, and the you go, like, oh,
0: no, oh no, where's this idea, where does it belong? Yeah, no, you missed a critical idea. No, <laughs>
1: I, hopefully none fell down. Um, but the, yeah, we laid out all this uh, kind of info um, about what you might need to know and tried to break it down to like very specific structures. So I'm gonna cop out of that question and say you have to go and sign up for the email course, but- hey,
0: It's still up on the site. You yeah, know, exactly,
1: um, and we've, we've uh, you know, the, the guys who are still, um, you know, writing uh, for the site now, like maintain that, like it's, you know, a, like it's really yep. up to date. There's also some um, videos up on YouTube which uh, which took a, a, a portion of that uh, that content and uh, put it yep. up there as well. Yeah. So in in so I guess some of the key concepts in there one of them is to understand the points of a value. Yes. Um, and I think this is probably the hardest thing for an absolute newbie to understand is to not to not to consider that points are free mm. both in terms of what they cost but also how you use them. Mm. So you have to put a value on them for you to understand um, what kind of decisions you make around points, um, uh, are they the right ones? Yeah. So should you pay a surcharge when you use your credit card? Because essentially that is a way of buying points. Yes. Is it worth you paying that? Or should you redeem your points for this particular flight or not? And there are lots of very kind of black and white financial type answers to that in terms of values. But there's also then lots of kind of gray emotional considerations around those too. And we try and get into some of those um, within that course just to make sure that people understand that you have to value your points. Otherwise, um, you, take, you might take, make decisions which you I won't say regret, but certainly maybe aren't the best ones in that moment yeah. because you could have done better. And part of it comes down to as well, like how
0: much do you value sitting up the front of the plane? Oh, absolutely. It's not all about sitting out
1: the front of the plane by fire.
0: Absolutely not. I mean, this isn't this is like you can look at points as being, okay, um I want to travel somewhere for the cheapest amount of money possible. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't care if I'm at the back of the everyone's part, got I their just don't own, want money in my pocket.
1: Everyone's got their own way of thinking about this stuff and what their goal is in terms of how they uh, how they might want to uh, use their points. And the, It's a good segue. The, having a having a goal when it comes to um, you know rede- redeeming your points is really important. It's not a necessity. Mm. Um, you know, If you're not sure how you're going to use them, great. But if you have a goal in mind, at least you know what you're aiming for um, and it kind of gives you a bit more context in terms of coming back to the value, well, okay. If I know that I want to use my points to travel in at least premium economy to yeah. Asia, then I need to be spending no more than X when it comes to acquiring my points, um, or you know whatever. Yeah, and I guess I guess this is where point hacks is actually quite good because we well actually it's, quite of course good. It's point quite good. hacks <laughs> is pretty great anyway. But
0: there's a heap of content up there around you know helping like understand what we value points at as yeah. uh, as, as point hacks and. Um, you know some uh, tools and calculators to help sim- like demystify like whether or not you like for from a personal perspective it's good value yeah totally and
1: I think one of the things for people to understand as a total beginner is that this is definitely a hobby and hobbies take up people's time Yeah. so don't you know if you want to try and um, get the most out of the world of points or at least get something out of it you have to be prepared to give up a little bit of time it's to, to educate yourself and learn um, that's not to say that everyone needs to do that No, no not, we're not trying to convince that you know points are the right thing for everyone to be into as a hobby uh, far from it just that if you come into it wanting uh, to try and get the most out of it then do invest a little bit of time in reading and trying to understand and then that way you should get return on that investment absolutely
0: and and it's uh, what I say to people as well when I'm talking about points is um the rabbit hole goes very deep but you don't have to go too far into it to get a lot of value out of it That's so true. yeah there are people that are chasing uh like if there's 100 points on the table and they want 99 or 100 of them that takes a lot of effort and thought process to get that but actually get to a point where you know you can get 80 of those points at yeah. 100 it's it is easier than one might
1: think. yeah for sure don't strive for perfection um but also uh then don't overvalue your points too. Yeah, I think that's the uh, the next thing is that once you've got to a point where you are actually uh, building your points balance. Oh, use um, them! You need to use them. Use them. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't sit on them. <laughs> no, totally. <laughs> because
0: yep. as much of a value as you place on them, they're not worth anything until you're you're um yeah your bums in the seat and you know just pro point hacks tip. Probably don't buy a toaster with them?
1: Uh, that thought chestnut, yes, yes. absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, obviously be, and that comes back down to understand the value of your points because if you can figure out um, what 10,000 or 20,000 points are worth to you, then you can make a more rational decision about when it comes to holding or redeeming. Yeah, yeah, awesome.
0: Um, so I guess the takeaways from there are eight, visit Point Hacks. That's uh, <laughs> uh, step one. Step two, if you're a beginner, sign up the Beginner's Guide. Uh, we also, the, the website does have a weekly newsletter that you can subscribe to as well for all your up to date guides. Um, and check out some of the tools of the community there's a lot of people out there that are yeah
1: don't be afraid to ask questions there's mm. so many people that have uh, been through uh, have got their own experiences and are willing to help um, you know you, the more information you can provide when you ask a question in the Point Hacks community mm. about your particular problem or anything like that, then, you know, the more that other people can try and help you. Um, and that's really where so much of the value comes from in terms of being engaged in this world is because there is so much information out there and there are so many opportunities if you can just kind of, you know, try and focus yourself to learning a bit more and then, um, you know, figuring out ways that you can actually then use those points and ask for help where you need it. Yeah, fantastic. I'm going to throw a question at you. Let's see if you, let's see if, you know,
0: you prepared for this one, <laughs> um, redemptions. Yeah. So, how do you? So, a lot of people say, "Okay, great. Um, I figured out how to get points. What are the best ways for me to find the flights I want? How, how do I go about it? Like, what? How do I re- approach um, using my points?"
1: Yeah, um, it's a tricky one because that's really where the airlines hold a lot of the cards. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, if there's no seats available, that's nothing that you can actually control yourself. Mm. All you can try and do is give yourself the best chance of finding uh, something that does work for you. So, how do you increase your chances? Um, plan ahead. Yep, uh, it's you know, a common refrain, the but f- it really fur- does work. Yeah, the further you can plan plan out your trip, the more likely there's going to be seats available. Absolutely. So you will find that, you know, some airlines will release seats 353 days before the the, uh, the date of the flight. Mm-hmm. 330 days um, is another common one. Um, and you can get on there and start looking um, for those flights uh, then. Qantas specifically, okay, so then another one is that Qantas specifically do hold back, and this is an increasing trend, they hold back some of their uh, award seats to their frequent flyer members who have status. That's true. Status does help it really does sense. in this in the in the context of Qantas, it really does uh, mm-hmm. other airlines not so much but Qantas have um for better or worse have really decided that this is a feature of their program mm-hmm. um obviously it benefits some but not others um but it, in many ways it's it is n- not to the detriment of people without status mm-hmm. is is generally uh for you know like a, ben- a genuine benefit for those who do have silver and above absolutely it's um, it's not a showstopper it, though like i no. I, I myself am a, i'm a i'm a
0: not so proud, but I'm a, I'm a bronze member with yeah. Qantas, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I don't have status. And still within the next 12 months, uh, I have three business class and of two course, first class not Of course, it's not impossible to, them, to, book a, so.
1: yeah, to, to make a booking without having status. But mm. if you're, say, close to having silver and you're thinking one more work trip might take you over the line and you time that right, then um, it'd be worth considering yeah. you know kind of I guess uh, your options there um, what else can you do to increase your chances well I certainly know about flex, like being a bit flexible with your routing and the, of course that, yeah just the, more like your f- dates. the more flexibility you have in terms of um, where and when you fly um, the better but that doesn't always work for everybody um, that's I guess you know that just is what it is. Of course, if you give yourself more options, then um, and you can plan ahead, then you know, and combine those two together, uh, then that gives you more chance. But the other, the other side of the coin is that you can hold back to the last minute as well. Yeah. So there are certain airlines which really like to um, hold on to their award space until they definitely know they can't sell it for cash. Mm. Um, Cathay Pacific particularly comes to mind. Yeah. Um, Cathay often release uh, seats on their flights um, at seventy-two hours before, uh, forty-eight so that, hours. So that's before. like
0: that's a real gamble. T- territory
1: if yeah. you're leaving your booking to then.
0: But if you've got the flexibility to go, cool, I, I'm gonna go on holiday in the next three days. Yeah, well I don't know what job you have. Some <laughs> of that is around
1: um but some of that is around also locking in uh I guess uh, another piece of advice is kind of, if you can afford it from a points point of view, don't be afraid of change fees and making changes to your booking to get something better. That's mm. um, one of my favorite things to do is to just kind of like suck up the five thousand Qantas point change fee because I know that that might be worth making this uh, you know choice to change from the flight I did have to one that's on a slightly better day or time that better fits my trip, especially if it's a short trip. Yeah, um, or you want to get home to see your kids or you know something or other. Um, just because you've got one flight booked in doesn't mean that you can't usually Mm. uh this is the beauty of points is how flexible those bookings often are it doesn't mean you can't cancel it and move on to a different one yeah so on our recent trip to hong kong for example um i had an overnight flight booked um in business on the way back uh from hong kong but i decided that i wanted to fly on the day flight so i kept you know that was was my ideal choice so up to you know up to the day before of that flight i still had you know still looking um for award seats to come up and i checked in and cathay had released one before so i changed from an overnight uh, business class flight to a daytime premium economy flight because it got me home at a time i would prefer and the cost of doing that i think was something like 50 us dollars exactly. to make and, that and a full refund of the points
0: yeah and that comes down to again like what what you're valuing right so yeah then that instance wasn't the seat that you were valuing it was the timing it was the time yeah, period time. exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. um and, uh, one other thing that i i know that i've experienced is um looking at different ways to get to the destination you want to get to and I, I can talk to a couple of examples there um you know i'm, I'm off to japan soon snowboarding mm-hmm. it should be a lot of fun awesome but when i was looking for reward seat availability back to like direct from japan to melbourne using um Qantas and, and one world absolutely nothing mm-hmm. like, there, there was nothing available uh, but if i went via singapore there was tons of availability between japan and singapore and then a heap of availability from singapore to melbourne uh, another example is you know going to america as well melbourne to la next to nothing mm-hmm. like just a barren wasteland but melbourne to san francisco heaps of availability yeah so part of it is doing taking a little bit of time to do a bit more research around well what are the other ways i can yeah, get somewhere um that that certainly having a, a good knowledge difference. of
1: geography really helps
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah turns out turns out them teaching that to us in school was a good thing yeah yeah
1: it's amazing the amount of times I've looked at a world map and gone oh that city is actually that close to this other one i didn't
0: realize <laughs> yeah um and I guess another question for you is: I, I know that a lot of people talk about different tools that they use to to help them book, and I know there's a couple that that you use. Are there any recommend? Well, not obviously. This isn't a sponsorship by any way, shape, or form. This is just, you know, what what we use what you use
1: is there anything that people should have a look at and why should they have a look I'll at go through it? I guess my cert, somewhat, I guess somewhat like my search method if you will yeah. or my, the way I kind of think about searching like for o- open that bag of secrets <laughs> that you have like <laughs> It's not, it's not <laughs> teach, a rocket science teach it's me, just trying to be, <laughs> I guess a bit you know, kind of methodical about yeah. it. Um, obviously, you can't look for seats unless you know what, what your window of dates is. Hmm. So I try and not look for seats speculatively um, too often. I try and be really, really specific about like I, is this a trip that i'm really seriously considering because yeah. there's no point me just looking you know wasting hours um on either qantas website or some other tool um and looking for award seats just on spec because i feel like it that's like you know i want to know if i'm going to spend some time you know like you know, trawling through the different ways that you can find award seats that this is actually a trip i'm really keen on booking mm. therefore if i see those flights um i'm actually going to book them i'm not going to then think about it yeah um because If you think about it, they'll probably go. So be prepared. I guess be prepared if you if you you know be in that mindset. If you see something, feel like you can be ready to book. It's you know otherwise it's just like I won't say a waste of time, but it's it's not. I know not so much fun. It's getting getting to the point of booking is the point. Yeah, Um, I get that. So so that's the first thing. uh, Be in the right mindset. Know what you're looking for uh, in terms of dates and your destinations. Um, and what you're, you know, what you're willing to accept, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that in mind, I then start, uh, you know, kind of figuring out, well, what points do I have? What, what am I looking to use for this particular trip? Mm-hmm. So um, what currencies um, do I have available to me? So for example, if I'm trying to use Chris Fire Miles, um, then obviously Singapore Airlines is, you know, where I'm going to start. Yeah. Um, whereas if I'm trying to use up my Qantas points balance, then you have um, a whole bunch of different options around Qantas and One World Airlines, and, yeah. you know, all the kind of things, depending on the place that you're trying to go to. So then I kind of get into, all right, so like let's focus down into what currency I'm going to use Um, you know start looking at the dates and then you get into well how am I going to do this search so let's consider um, you know traveling for an individual versus traveling for a family that's quite a different um, potential sort of set of searches that you might do Mm -hmm. um, because you've got one person versus four uh, if you've got four you've got to be a lot more flexible I might break that into um, into two uh, two sets of travelers yep. two groups rather than um, rather than trying to look for four um, at least for at first and then um, yeah start I guess uh, looking through I mean I, I often do start with the airlines website themselves mm-hmm. so if I'm redeeming Christopher Miles I've got to Singapore Airlines if I'm trying to redeem Qantas points I'll start, with, I'll start with Qantas and look for the you know look for the obvious stuff yeah. because often the obvious can you know I won't say often sometimes you know you can yield and the good results yeah and um, obviously using the flexible you know another tip use the flexible date feature don't yeah, just go for, for sure. one day yeah, have, or if, or, have, have or, a look at the month calendar with Qantas on the on the contrary if you're not flexible about your dates don't bother using the flexible date yes that, that, you know, yeah, you, what you, you don't know won't hurt you yeah, yeah it's true <laughs> um, so I kind of get into that but often that doesn't you know kind of lead anywhere or is not the fastest way of doing it so there are a couple of you know I guess like third party tools that are out there that you can use um, of which we cover a few of them on point PointHacks in terms of how to use them here and there um one that i often come come back to is award nexus which is a paid tool so that's awardnexus.com mm. um allows you to search across multiple different airline sites um so it basically goes that and does the search ways. for you yeah it comes exactly back it. And it comes right it, whether it's um a legitimate way of you know that's award nexus is the problem but anyway um <laughs> it's it's certainly available for customers to use but you know each search that you run through award nexus does you know cost you some credits that you have to buy yeah so it's not it's not cheap or free but it's a massive time saver um, especially if you're looking to um, look across multiple dates and multiple airline sites. That said, I won't use it if I know that I only want to use Qantas points, or um, the route that is that I'm looking for is only available through, say, one particular airline um, or something like that. I'll just go to the source. Yeah. Um, so I guess the the general takeaway there is um, kind of having having a good having some kind of level of information around your options for that airline and route is also really useful so uh, a good example of this is i'm trying to book uh vancouver to new york um for a trip that we've got going on next year Mm. um i had a great redemption locked in with cathay Mm -hmm. um for business seats um you know it's not great timing the cathay flights overnight but hey it's business so we get least get to have a nap um but they cancelled that route uh, no. Eight days before we're due to fly. Oh, no. Or, or, or no, something like that. Yeah. A couple of weeks. Yeah. So, okay. What are we going to do here? Um, and there's there's no other one world options that fly Vancouver, New York direct. Mm. Um, that's why Cathay option was so awesome. The only other airline that flies it is now Air, is, is Air Canada. Yeah. Um, so, our options are if we want to fly direct, which is ideally what we want to do, um, then pretty much we're looking at Air Canada only hmm. there's no point me looking spending time looking for a Qantas redemption on that route unless I'm willing to uh take compromises on it yeah so that's the kind of decision making and information you can arm yourself with is by doing a little bit of you know just spend a couple of minutes researching well what am my flight you know especially if it's a bit of a quirky route yeah um you know what are my actual options on this one um, you know, should I be looking for a Star Alliance redemption with Crystal? You know, is this going? Is this even worth any spending any time on that? Yeah. Um, so if you can, the more you can kind of, I guess, inf- you know, inform yourself about what your options might be, then the more, uh, I guess, uh, the more useful the searches that you will run, um, you know, will become. Yeah, and that takes a bit of time and experience, and you know, you're not going to, you're not, you're, you're, gonna you're not going to know, off by, know off by heart. I certainly don't know off um, by heart. But you know, going to look, say, I mean. Uh, just a simple example would be just going to look on Kayak. Mm-hmm. Uh, a kayak's usually where I start for flight searches. You know, if I'm looking to pay cash for a flight, just go and look on Kayak and see what the options are. They let you filter by direct, indirect. You know, different airlines, different alliances, mm-hmm. um, and just look and they'll show you who flies where. Yeah. Yeah. You know, simple. I guess from there you can then go. Okay, cool. Well, if this airline flies here, and yeah. you know, This and is you the also routing. And you also get a cash price to compare to as well. Yeah. You can know, kind of go. All right. Well, I know. In you know, in the back of my mind, if I was going to be buying an economy fare for that Vancouver New York question, I'm probably looking at you know at least four hundred bucks a person. Yeah. Um. So that's probably you know a decent benchmark.
0: Yeah. So I guess some, some of the takeaways there, um, are you know be flexible with your dates, flexible with your routing, arm yourself with as much information as possible, and there's some there's and some be great, patient and be patient. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. If you don't find it straight away, come back in a couple of weeks. It's a combination of patience and once you have found what you need. Don't, confidence confidence to just yeah. go and book it yeah if you have the points in your account then yeah go book it yeah, yeah. because at the end of the day like you, you can cancel a, a points flight
1: yeah you usually have to pay a small fee but th- that fee is nothing like the no, nothing. non-refundable economy or you know other airfares where you get you know buying a sale airfare oh, and you're just, essentially you're you know you're, you're banking that cash with the airline it's also
0: nothing compared to finding that dream like that that's the that's the seat I want that's the route I want They've got yeah, nothing. let me this just many think people, about that one more time oh I'm just gonna go I'm come back to it tomorrow I'm just yeah. gonna sleep on it and burnt, gone yes. someone else has got your dream yeah exactly. um so yeah don't don't be scared to, to lock that in yeah um and again point hacks we've got plenty of guides on, on all of the above um especially some of the tools that uh, that have been used in uh, the beginners course as we said before is yeah a, uh, yeah we cover redemptions um in the beginners course a little bit too i think yeah fantastic yeah. so you know jump onto pointhacks.com.au um to uh to find out more of that keith thanks for t- talking to us about some beginners Uh, hints and tips there. Thanks, Dave. Um, Hope to get you on the podcast again very soon. That's it for today's episode of Points of View, the Point Hacks podcast. Remember to visit pointhacks.com.au for more frequent flyer deals, guides, and tips. I'm David Walsh, and don't forget to subscribe.